You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim Coppinger, your fun host, and with me, as always, is my partner, the handsome host, Rocco. The handsome host, the delusional host, but we'll we'll, we'll let him have it for today, but he's trying to be nice and funny because he thinks it's going to get him out of the engineering joke of the week, but it's not going to happen. You still have to suffer through it, Rocco. Those are the rules. All right, you ready? Here we go. So here's the important thing. Here we go. So before I started working at an engineering firm, if someone asked me, what what is one plus one? I always said two. So now I've been working at engineering firms for over 30 years now, and and, and, and the answer I give them is, I'm sure that one plus one is, I'm pretty sure it's still two, but we better make it three just to be safe. Ah, see, engineers like that joke. <laughs> they get it. Uh, it's a terrible joke. They're all terrible. All right, so we have a first-time guest on the show today, uh, Andrew Milford, who is the Senior Product Manager for Civil Infrastructure at Autodesk, is here with us. So, Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be on the show. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, you say that now. <laughs> we'll see if you feel the same when we're done. So... No, we, we always appreciate when you guys take the time. We know how busy you guys at Autodesk are. So, um, All right, folks. So, so Andrew is here today to talk with us about the concept of Collaborate for Civil 3D or C4C3D, as you may have heard it called. Um, and, and in particular, we want to talk to Andrew about how the tools and features behind this process have been updated in the brand new 2024 release of the Civil Infrastructure Toolsets. Um, so, you know, Andrew, before we get started, why don't you, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your, your job over there at Autodesk and, and what you do and how'd you end up there? Yeah, radio. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Jim. Um, yeah, so my background, I'm, uh, I'm a civil infrastructure PM here at Autodesk. I focus primarily on roads and highways and our digital project delivery strategies. Uh, I work a lot with the product teams, so with Tim and Ramesh, who you've had on this show here before. I also work with our customers and with our strategy and marketing teams to really help shape the direction of all of our infrastructure products. Um, I've actually been with Autodesk for about nine years uh, this week. Um, but originally, I'm uh, born and bred in Australia. Um, my background is I've spent roughly 25 years in industry as a, as a roads and highways engineer. I used to specialize in a lot of the large infrastructure projects. So I really, really love that engineering process um, almost as much as the products used to design them. Nice. And I was always looking for ways to automate those processes. So um, when the opportunity arose, I joined the product team in 2020, which required me to move across to the US, which happened to be right in the middle of when COVID hit. So I was stuck in Australia for 12 months for my first uh, my first year as a product manager. But when the borders reopened, we packed up the family and moved to New Hampshire. Nice. Yeah, they weren't wow. letting folks in and out of there for a while, that's for sure. Had everybody on lockdown. What I'm amazed with is that you work with Tim and Ramesh, and they still let you come on this show? That Dude. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> they owe you lunch for for not warning you. <laughs> well, they, they they did warn me, but I'm a glutton for punishment. Okay, fair enough. That's good. You'll <laughs> you'll fit right in here. Then we're all good. Okay, all right. So let, let's let's kind of get into the uh, the collaborate uh, conversation here, right? You know, for for a lot of years, uh, collaboration was pretty heavily restricted to kind of the architectural side of the house, right? And, and the focus seemed to be on developing ways to integrate those architectural designs with the construction world. That's, that's, that's where it was all living. And, you know, for those of us in, in the civil infrastructure space, we were kind of left out in the cold there for a while, right? You know, the, the civil 3D workflow process was independent from all the other aspects of the design. And, and, and our design output was kind of, you know, blended back in almost as an afterthought uh, you know, for a very long time, right? There, there was no direct or, or direct, excuse me, collaboration, I guess, between, you know, design files and data. And, you know, the, the most that we could hope for in the civil space was some manual adjustments, right? To help us align some obvious issues before we got to putting shovels in the ground. Uh, but, you know, luckily, um, Autodesk has been working hard at that over the last couple of years here with their uh, C4, C3D concept. Um, so, so Andrew, why don't you uh, start us off here saying, you know, what, what exactly is Collaborate for Civil 3D and what can our listeners do with it? All right. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with you. We have been a little late to the party um, in you know, relative to our, uh, our vertical counterparts. But uh, as a quick overview, Collaboration for Civil 3D, it's, it's a part of the, what we're calling the BIM Collaborate Pro Package, which is built on the Autodesk Construction Cloud Platform. And this platform itself is a, it's a unified platform that hosts a whole suite of products that cover everything from design through to construction. And these tools include things like Autodesk Docs, which I'm going to talk a little bit about later, um, BIM Collaborate and BIM Collaborate Pro, um, model coordination tools, build and takeoff. Uh, but central to all of this is that that data platform of which I mentioned before, which is Autodesk Docs. I'm just going to refer to it as Docs. It's uh, too many <laughs> syllables. This is where you can do things like uh, you can handle all your project setups, uh, you can handle your administration and your document management tools, and it's most importantly, it's the repository where you can store and centralize all of your civil 3D documents, XREFs, and data shortcuts. Um, Docs itself also includes a drawing viewer, and these views are automatically generated when you publish those drawings into Docs. And one of the bonuses is they're actually updated and versioned automatically as you're saving your drawing files. So it's doing all a lot of that management in the back end. Yeah. The DocSphere itself supports like 85 different file formats, including all your Microsoft Office. Yeah, which is nice. It means you can put pretty much everything you need out there into, into one location and have it handle, like I said, a lot of that heavy lifting in terms of management and naming and revisions and backup copies and all the other stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a great setup. Absolutely, yeah. And when you purchase an entitlement to BIM Collaborate Pro, so in addition to collaboration for Civil, you're also getting access to collaboration for Revit and Plant 3D and the model coordination and clash tools. So it's a it's, it's a pretty sweet bundle that's going on there. Yeah. Now, I, lo I love that Autodesk is working towards centralizing everything into a, you know, one, one clearinghouse where everybody kind of works out of the same pool and, and puts the data all in one repository. I love that concept you, that, that you're moving towards. Um, all right, so you know, I, th I think the key to working with a set of collaboration tools, you know, right, is, is first making sure that you actually have access to all of the necessary components, um, and and then making sure that they're all capable of talking to each other, right? Now, you know, there, there's not much point in having systems that can talk to each other if you don't actually have those systems, right? Makes sense. Uh, so, you know, what what we're looking to do 
with the collaborate system right, is, is, is keep your civil data uh, available to all the stakeholders right, so that they're getting near to real time data and updates across all aspects of the job. Right. And, and that means we need ways of connecting right, to, you know, taking you know, tools like Civil 3D and AutoCAD and all of the construction cloud tools that, that Andrew was talking about, tying them all together and, be, and, and having them be able to effectively communicate. Um, so, so Andrew, let me ask you this, right? First of all, you know, who has access to uh, C4, C3D? And, and once they have that entitlement, what will they need to get it all working together? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So there are actually several components required to really get the most uh, out of the C4, C3 workflows. The first was, as I mentioned before, access to Autodesk Docs, and that is actually available to anyone as part of the AEC collection. Um, we mentioned above the collaboration for Civil 3D module, which itself is part of the BIM Collaborate Pro. Um, obviously, you need to have a compatible version of Civil 3D and the collaboration work really starts as far back as 2020.2. So as long as you've got 2020.2 and any newer versions, you should be pretty much good to go. Um, we do recommend using the latest version, but we'll talk a little bit about that a bit, uh, a bit down the line. Um, but lastly, and most importantly, um, you need the desktop connector. So for those that don't know what that is, it's a desktop service. It's a free tool you can download, but what it does is it connects Windows Explorer with Autodesk Docs. So when you install the connector, it actually mounts a new drive that handles, automatically handles all of that syncing and locking of data between your local drive and docs. So you can kind of think of desktop connector as the brains behind the whole process. It handles all the syncing of the data shortcuts and XREFs. So say I begin a drawing in docs, that drawing is locked in docs and that sync process begins. And what happens is we're syncing only the data you need to your local drive. And the advantage is that you know files are actually automatically deleted from your local drive after about 15 days of inactivity. So that does reduce the impact on your local drive. Um, and most importantly, any references that aren't loaded inside your drawing at that time or any references that aren't needed are actually not synced. So it's much more performant than previous versions. Nice. And once that, yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. And once that data has been downloaded, it actually stays synced to your local drive. So it's much more performant with regards to opening because everything is local. It's actually comparable to working on a local drive. So you'll probably find once you sync the data down, it's faster than working on a network drive. Yeah, that's great. And for those of you who haven't used it before, it's very much uh, just to draw a comparison. It's like working with, you know, SharePoint or OneDrive synchronization in Microsoft on the back end where you know, as far as you know, you're just working on your local machine and, and, and all of the, the uploading and downloading to the, Central server with Autodesk Docs and everything is all handled for you. It's 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 a really really well designed system. So um, I like that. Yep. So all yep. right, so yep. Oh, I'll I'll just um, I'll just add a few more uh, points sure. there. Um, we just back in November released what we call Desktop Connector 16, which superseded the old 15 series, and this was a, a huge leap forward because we can now handle you know much more complex projects than before. Um, we're getting much better performance with the syncing. We've got quicker folder navigation through the Windows File Explorer. Um, one of the most important things was we're automatically locking files now based on the application. So any files that are locked in docs are made at the application level. And even if you've got something synced locally, those locks will actually uh, appear on your locally cached files. And yeah, again, from the performance perspective, if we look at um, some of the improvements that we've made in this new 
desktop connector 16, we have some customer sample files. I think it's like a 500 megabyte file with a 100 megabyte MMS. And once that file has been locally cached, we can we can um, we've improved the opening time of that drawing from six minutes down to less than 30 seconds. Wow, that's a heck of a jump. So yeah, so we've made some really good um, technical advancements in this new version of the the desktop connector, and we we think this is really just the start. You know, we're still looking at ways to improve the performance even more. It's kind of one of our key focus areas as we move forward, because let's face it, some of these civil 3D files can be pretty big. Oh yeah, they get huge, particularly when you start playing with uh, point cloud data. <laughs> they jump real fast. So all right, absolutely. Yeah. So, so Rocco, let's let's wake you up over there. So, you know, co collaboration, I, th I think, is always it's a big thing with our construction clients. They're always looking to to deal with that. But have you been, you know, speaking to or working with people in the civil space who are really looking, you know, or expressing an interest into the you know the collaborate for civil three D concept? Yeah, it's definitely a topic of of interest, and um, I mean, if if you think about how dispersed teams are nowadays even 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 now that the situation again with COVID is better i mean the ability to be able to, to share documents in this way is, is huge um and so i i see this taking civil 3d to a whole whole new level um so it, it it's 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 big i mean i don't i don't see a lot of small firms um initially you know taking advantage of it they're a little bit more behind but uh, your your medium to large size firms for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing but benefit here. There's no 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 negatives to working in this type of an environment. Um, so so Andrew, let let me ask you this: right? how, how do how do people get started using uh, the Collaborate for Civil 3D? Right? Do they need to start with you know like brand new projects only, or you know can they tie back to their existing jobs that they're working on today and, and get that integrated into the process? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of different ways that can be approached. So um, short answer is no, you don't need to start with a new project. However, we do recommend starting new projects in docs. It's probably just easier to, to just kickstart a brand new project in that environment. However, if you really want to migrate an existing project, and we're seeing a lot of customers starting to do this, um, there are several ways to get that data into the cloud. The first is around um, a new tool that's currently in beta called the Drawing Migration Tool for Docs. And this is really about migrating all of your civil 3D projects and all of your references. It's a, it's a four-step process, basically. You select your local data location and your target location. You specify the types you want to exclude from that because you might not want to take all of the, the junk that comes along that accrues over, mm -hmm. over time in your projects. Um, then we do uh, a data integrity check across all of that information. So we look for things like all the circular references, the missing references, all the related data stuff. Say you've got Surface XML files, long file names, data shortcut pathing, reference checking, all of those things that would, could potentially break once you're inside of the system. Then once that's done, you hit the go button and you review the uploading process. And then lastly, it just spits you out a summary of, uh, of what went up there. <laughs> Nice, simple process. Yeah, so that's that's the separate migration tool. Again, still in beta. It's just been updated to um, uh, to work with the latest Desktop Connector 16. Um, but the Desktop Connector itself actually has two methods now of uploading a project to Docs. The first is a direct uploader straight through the, the Windows Explorer window. So it doesn't do any checking or uploading references. It's just a straight upload of that single file into Docs. Yeah, short, sweet, done. Um, the second is uh, a command inside of the desktop connector called uploading files and references. And this will let you 
upload design files and view all of the associated references and the related data before uploading the cloud. And you can upload things like individual folders, multiple folders, single files, files and folders, you know, whatever combination you like, you can upload the whole lot in one go. Nice, nice. So, okay, all right. So, of, of course, right, with the new 2024 system just dropping, right, and, and, and all kinds of, you know, recent updates like you were talking about to all the collaboration and construction cloud systems, um, you know, the thing that everybody listening is wondering is, you know, what new features and functions come along with all of those updates? You know, you got a lot of guys listening who are tech geeks like myself, uh, particularly in the civil space, um, who look forward to this time of year so we can start playing with all the new toys and, you know, planning out what we're going to do and develop for our workflows over the next year. Um, so what, what do you think, Andy? What, what, what are the, the, the cool new features that are incorporated into uh, Civil 3D 2024 uh, and related products that, that are going to help improve this collaboration process? Yeah, a lot of the changes in from the Civil 3D side around the collaboration workflow, a lot of them really occurred under the hood. The development team spent a lot of time really enhancing that syncing process, making it more reliable and consistent, really drilling in and focusing on performance. And I know that's a subject you've uh, you've heard Tim talk about a lot from the, the core Civil 3D functionality. Mm -hmm. But I guess the, the biggest benefit you're going to see is really around the Sheet Set Manager, which we originally introduced in um, 2023.1, where we introduced a new cloud-based sheet set manager. This is something that's predominantly used in the US, but uh, it's used to you know sort of organize all of your sheets into, into logical drawing packages. But what we found was the legacy uh, desktop sheet set manager didn't really work well in our initial um, collaboration for civil efforts. So it didn't work well in the cloud, essentially. So what happened was the AutoCAD team went back and actually rebuilt the entire tool from scratch with a cloud first mindset. So what they're doing is they're leveraging, you know, forge design automation and the Microsoft fluid framework. And what this does, instead of having to, um, it really just allows that co-editing of the sheet set manager in a cloud-based environment. But from a user's perspective, you can just jump in there at any time, start editing away. You can create your cloud sheet sets. You can do all of the old stuff you could do on the desktop. You can rename, renumber. Um, we did introduce a new feature uh, based around auto numbering of sheets. Oh, that's so nice. you can, yeah, so you that. can that's move, real nice. Yeah, you can actually move your subsets around, renum the auto numbering, and just renumbers them all from top to bottom. It's, it's a pretty cool feature. Um, but then we've added additional support now in the 2024 version. Yeah, we can now do manage our support files. We can host those all in the cloud. Um, much more reliability about importing sheets. And most importantly, you can publish all of your sheets to PDF through design automation with no impact on your local machine. All that load is taken off and done through the um, uh, through the Forge Design Automation APIs. That's really nice. That is a huge, huge system saver. You know, especially you're dealing with larger projects with thousands of sheets. Ooh, man, can that can that take forever to print out? So yeah, offloading that is a brilliant setup. I like that. It yeah, it does. And I guess the other really cool thing about it is because it's a web-based application, you don't need to install it. So from the user's end, it just updates. So whenever we update the code or add a new feature or fix something, you automatically just get that pushed through to your machine. It just it just happens. So everyone who's using the web sheet set manager is getting the same version. So that is that is available from 2023.1 onwards. 
Um, you can still use the legacy desktop sheet set manager in the cloud if you're using a, an, a version prior to that, but it's still dependent on the old lock unlock mechanisms. Yeah. And it doesn't really provide that advanced co-authoring that we've uh, introduced with the, the Microsoft Fluid Framework. Nice. Okay, good deals. All right, so let's, uh, let's take a quick break to let today's sponsor get a word in. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk more with Andrew about the benefits of collaboration for Civil 3D. So stand by, folks. We'll be back in just one minute with more of the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's episode of the Cattle Call Podcast is brought to you by Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. We're bringing ourselves to you. Aren't we nice? So we wanted to talk to you guys today about uh, some of the things that we offer at Zentech Consultants. In particular, we wanted to talk to you today about our offerings around developing and upgrading your CAD standards. We are here to help you guys with all of your CAD standard needs from ongoing drafting and design support to block and library development, full CAD standards development, right? CAD version upgrades, really whatever it is that you guys need when it comes to developing, implementing, and tweaking your current CAD standards. Or like I said, if you don't have any yet, we can help you build them from scratch. So Rocco, why don't you tell all the good folks how they can reach out to us and start that conversation? Yeah, there's a lot of information people on our website, zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K, consultants.net. Or you can give us a call, 866-824-4459, or even drop us an email, sales at zentechconsultants.net. Ooh, nice. Cat standards from Zentech Consultants. You're listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Cattle Call Podcast. We're talking with Andrew Milford of Autodesk uh, about the general benefits and the best new features available for the Collaborate for Civil th- Civil 3D process um, you know, as, as Autodesk is, is in the middle of rolling out their new 2024 platform. Um, and I want to jump back into this conversation uh, by talking a bit about some of the processes that tie into the collaboration concept, but that people don't always necessarily think of from the civil infrastructure side of the house. Uh, you know, we, we've been siloed on our own uh, for so long, right, that those of us in the civil world don't always consider the possibilities of what we can accomplish with this type of cloud-based collaboration. So, you know, Andrew, what do you, what do you think are the key benefits that civil and survey firms are, are going to see once they kind of get working in the cloud and using these these you know C4 C3D processes. Yeah, as I mentioned before, you know when you when you subscribe to the BIM Collaborate Pro, you're and once your projects are moved into the cloud, you're actually getting access to a whole bunch of new functionality within the Autodesk Construction Cloud that just comes along for the ride. Uh, I guess the most important part is really just having that centralized source of data. So you collaborate with your project teams, you know, and that can be people either inside your org or outside of uh, your firewall, and you can manage all of that civil 3D design data, you know, in a secure environment and really in real time because there's no none of that server replication that goes on with um, uh, with local products. Um, it also lets you do things like access your design files, your data shortcuts, and all your XRFs from multiple locations anywhere at any time. And it, it really can help reduce the cost of IT hardware in your office. And so just some of the other benefits that I mentioned before that BIM Collaborate Pro offers, you, know, you get this whole suite of these model coordination tools where you can set up model views to review inside that Autodesk viewer, um, which also enables you to do things like automatic clash detection. So you can set up a folder 
um, full of DWG files essentially, and you can review all of these potential conflicts. Say you've got your corridor model or your corridor solid model, you can go and clash that up against say a lighting model or any of your utility models, and you can clash drawing against drawings and it produces this really nice matrix. It's really easy to use and really, um, you know, just really helpful in those workflows to avoid the, the costly rework of finding clashes, you know, either in the re the manual review processes or even worse, out on site. Yeah. That, and then once you find those clashes, you can go and assign issues to those. You can review and assign them to the engineer record. And so all of the CAD files, images and sheet files can be referenced and attached to those issues and they can be tracked throughout the life cycle. So the engineer can then change the design, re-upload the drawing and compare the changes against previous versions to ensure that they've they've been made and updated. And then you've got you know things like drawing markup tools and review tools. And this is done directly inside the docs environment. And so because the, the drawing views or the derivatives themselves are automatically created, anyone with access to the project can go into a set of drawings and start to, to do things like markups. And lastly you've got the um, the multidiscipline design coordination where you can if you're working across disciplines, you can manage your civil, your building design, any multidiscipline design data using these project-based workflows in one single environment. Yeah, which is amazing. And I think it's great that you point out one of the things, you know, we do a lot of consulting work around collaboration across a, a whole array of different systems and programs. But I do love one of the things that, that uh, Autodesk has incorporated here is that they didn't ignore the communication portion, right? One of the failings, I think, where people hit up against collaboration when they're trying to do it is they, they still try to communicate via email and phone calls and, you know, things are, oh, here's a link on my server and having all of this in one location and being able to tie all of the communication and bring things to people's notice and have them reply back. And why did we do that? And how did this change? And what's the reason for this? And having that all handled right inside the collaboration environment where there's a permanent long-term record and everybody goes to the same spot you know, to get those answers in communication. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I love that. So just throw my two cents in there. So, <laughs> all right. So, so look, folks, it's, it's all well and good. I, I, I guess, you know, to talk about the latest and the greatest tools. And like I said before, right, you know, geeks like me, we love this stuff, right? But the reality is that a lot of people out there don't like to live on the bleeding edge of technology, right? There are a lot of firms out there that can be you know, very conservative and methodical in their upgrade processes, you know, tending to work a release or two behind the latest and greatest. Um, and they let other people, uh, knuckleheads like me, deal with any potential issues that may come up. Um, and, and I think that's particularly true for survey and civil engineering people, right, who are kind of all firm believers in the, you know, if it ain't don't concept of design. Um, so, you know, Andrew, with that in mind, what versions of Civil 3D and Desktop Connector will give listeners access to all this functionality we're talking about today? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something we we come across a lot. We can't expect you know customers to upgrade every single year. It's uh, it, it gets tricky. There are a lot of dependencies, and you know people have got custom routines. So, yeah, if you look back, you can definitely use older desktop connector and Civil 3D versions. You can use you can use desktop connector 15.8 with Civil 3D back as far as the 2020.2 release, which I think I mentioned before. 
It's worth noting though, we don't really recommend this as an option because you're, you're really missing out on all of the new improvements. So if you want that real optimal experience, and I'm talking about things like the smart syncing, you know, being able to sync only what you need, the faster locking performance, the, the web sheet set manager stuff, you really want to be looking at as a baseline Civil 3D 2023.1 with the desktop connector 16.2 and above. And this will offer a much more streamlined and enjoyable experience. Okay. Again, the older versions will work, but definitely not as optimized as the newer versions. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and I agree with Andrew in his in his scene, right? We, you know, it's one thing to to hold when you're when you're just upgrading a tool that you guys have been using for ten years. Really talking about a newer concept with completely, you know, revamped and reworked, you know, workflows here. It, it, working on the old one probably not going to get the best results that you guys are really hoping for. So. Moving up to, to the new one is better. Yeah, and we're and we're in the process. You know, we're kind of really we're releasing the desktop connector pretty much every month nowadays. So, yeah, that is a big ask. But the changes are coming so fast, and we're you know we're making a ton of fix fixes to the products. We're adding new functionality. Actually, I should point out that. Um, Yesterday, the desktop connector 16.2 was released, and that included a ton of new features and fixes. You know, things like um, the biggest change, I guess, was around the installation and deployment. You know, we've really helped make it easier so you can install at scale across your organization, and just helping that upgrade process from 15.8 to 16. We're handling a lot of that cleanup as part of the installation process because it was such a major shift going between these two versions. Um, there are also a lot of bug fixes in the syncing behavior. You know things where files remain locked after renaming the file or syncing, you know, really just starting to, to tidy up those edge cases and you know, make it a much more reliable experience. The big thing about um, 16.2 though, is the ability to change the workspace. Now this was available in 15.8, um, but this feature has been added back into this release. And what this does is it gives you the ability to change the location of the workspace to another fixed drive location. So you're no longer locked to your um, your user profile on C drive. So that was a really big, um, mm. a really big feature that's been requested. Nice. And just small things, just like tidying up messaging around, you know, long paths, better handling of temp and back files, you know, just those little things that make it uh, a whole lot better. And, you know, we're still, going to be continuing to to make changes and improvements to this as we uh as we move into the future nice okay so so Rocco, what do you, you know what what's your standpoint on this going from you know dealing with the you know the the survey and civil clients do you find that that a lot of them are still kind of lagging behind on their release of autodesk products right or, or do you find that most everybody with the annual licenses now are kind of mostly working up to date uh on the survey and in particular they're particularly they're 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 behind you know but um i think there there have been a lot of improvements i mean to, to civil 3d alone over the past you know two or two releases um and for, for those who listen to us you know check out some of the other podcasts that we've done even over the past you know six months and and you'll hear that there's there's a lot of changes so it, it it's worth making the change and and if you're if you're paying for the AC collection, you're paying for the AC collection. Yeah, so you might, might as well, well use it. Get yourself current, yeah, and start to start to utilize some of these these great tools because it's it's it means productivity gains, you know. Um, and it's I know it's not so easy for smaller firms to to be current. You know, you're always kind of behind the eight ball with with the workload and and limited staff. But you know, the the, the improvements in in the technology could certainly help to. 
um, to to improve your productivity um, pretty significantly. No doubt. Okay, so you know one one of the the great things about you know getting you know cool Autodesk guests like Andrew on the podcast uh, is is that it gives us a chance to kind of get a a little bit of a sneak peek into what other tools and features may be coming down the road for us. Um, and and I do realize, Andrew, there's only so much that you can share. Um, but I usually manage to wheedle at least a general direction of development and 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 goal out of out of our guests here. So um, I got you kind of captive audience here on the on the show. So what about it, sir? What what's on the roadmap ahead for future updates to the to the collaborate for civil 3D world? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So I guess the first and most important thing is yeah, we we are continuing to invest heavily in the desktop connector and collaboration for civil 3D workflows. Um, we're going to keep enhancing the desktop connector version 16 to really add more feature parity with the 15.8 version. That includes a lot of things like um, you know, if we look at the desktop connector through the Windows Explorer, you know, just re reinstating all of those right click commands. You know, like being able to access uh, the Autodesk Docs web page from the Explorer windows, be able to lock and unlock files directly inside um, the Windows Explorer window, and even be able to do things like show who's locked the file inside those windows. So we're gonna to continue to refine and improve that syncing and locking process and just make it more reliable and resilient. You know, we want the customers to to really love the workflow and you know, just go out there and say, hey, this, this works great, it's fast, it's performant, it's doing what I want it to do. Um, but now that we've got our civil 3D projects in the cloud, you know, the question comes down to, you know, what about the rest of your data? And we're referring specifically around, or we're starting to sort of research into the concept of, you know, managing project content. So once you've got your drawings in there, what about all your, your title blocks? And what about all your um, civil 3D content? What about your pipe catalogs, your sub assemblies, your pay item files? You know, we want users to be able to leverage doc as that central repository for all of your content. Uh, your civil 3D content and AutoCAD content for that matter. And then there are other things, you know, as we, you know, as we look at collaboration for civil, we want to really make sure that the data, the civil 3D drawings you're sitting up there are in good shape, making sure the references are all set to relative paths as opposed to absolutes. That's pretty much essential for a good collaborative workflow. You know, making sure your drawing is purged of all of your reg apps, you know, avoiding all your circular referencing. So, you know, looking at, you know, how do we make drawings more robust and, and not as bloated as we as we push them into the cloud. And then there's also the support for the additional workflows. You know, for example, we could say, how do we how do we take our survey workflows into the cloud? And that means, you know, the survey database, the equipment, the figure prefix databases, the line work code sets. Um, and most importantly, as we do this, you know, we really need to open up what it is docs to be able to support more of the file formats that we're used to, things like our HTML files and our configuration files. Nice. That's not 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 a small task you got ahead of you there. That's for sure. <laughs> not small at all. No. So all right. So you know, as as listeners of the show know, uh, whenever I have a guest on, I like to like to give them kind of the last word on the show and and tell us something about what they came here to talk about that I wasn't bright enough to know. I should ask about. Um, so so Andrew, what else do you think that people should know about uh, collaboration for Civil 3D or just general collaboration with Autodesk tools? Uh, you know, that, that we didn't cover in any of my questions. 
Um, well, yeah, we actually covered uh, a lot of the functionality and a lot of the, the, the capabilities, but what we're, you know, we're really excited about this new release. Um, you know, I think the most important thing to take away is we've really been listening to your comments and feedback. Um, as a result of all of the feedback from earlier releases, you know, we've seen the desktop connector 16. This was a complete rewrite and it's just vastly superior to the previous 15.8. Um, we've rebuilt the sheet set manager from the ground up with a cloud-first mindset using brand new web technology. Um, we've improved the civil 3D syncing technology so that it's just so much more intelligent and it's only downloading what you need, ignoring those unloaded references. Um, what I didn't mention was, if you really wanna try the BIM Collaborate Pro tool, you can actually go to the website, uh, just Google BIM Collaborate Pro, it'll probably be one of the, the top two hits. And you can actually download it and give it a, give it a spin for, for 30 days, I believe. Um, and lastly, I think I haven't brought this up before, but if you want to look at some of the latest developments around collaboration for civil, you should also check out our new public roadmap. And I think Tim may have mentioned this in the last. <laughs> Tim mentions it on every time he's on. <laughs> does that's he? good. Yes, he uh, does. So he's good I'm to gonna sound like. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a broken record in that case. Um, yeah, just hit the infrastructure reimagine blog and there's all sorts of materials there around our roadmap. Um, again, this new, We've kind of moved away from the Trello board and moved into uh, into product board, a new um, a new front end. It just gives you a few more capabilities around being able to rank things on what's important to you. You know, choosing whether something isn't important, is it a nice to have, is it important, or is it critical? And most importantly, you can add comments to the cards. And you know, we all of this information gets fed into our system. So I recommend checking that out because we actually use those comments and those. Um, uh, those rankings, you know, we use those heavily as a as a focus uh, for our resources as we as we look to to future um, roadmap planning. That's perfect. All right, so I think with that we can call it a day here, and we'll let uh, let Andrew get back to driving the Autodesk bus back towards newer and cooler collaboration tools to make all of our lives easier. Uh, but I do want to take a minute here and just thank you again one more time, Andrew, for being on the show. Um, and, and we hope that you're silly enough to be willing to come back again soon. We really appreciate your being here, my friend. Love, love to come back on. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thank you, Andrew. All right, folks, we're going to bounce out of here, but we will catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody, today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net, or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.